Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Woo! Oh, woo indeed. Oh, man. Hello, everyone. My name is David Bell. My name is Tom Ryman. And we just watched Sneakers. Sneakers! Starring Donald Logue. Starring Donald Logue as an Austrian mathematician. <laughs> yeah. And no one what else. What the fuck? <laughs> Nobody else. This LTX-71 concealable mic is part of the same system that NASA used when they faked the Apollo moon landings. Work for them. Shouldn't give us too many problems. They break and enter. How are we doing? Cause and position on the fire escape. Mothers in the cable vault. Carrying to sever master circuit. But they're not thieves. We're getting too old for this. They know your secrets, but they're not spies. Got to be there somewhere. What's he doing? He's like in a really. Mr. Bishop, do you mind if I take a look? Carl, grow up. I give you something to work, baby. So people hire you to break into their places to make sure no one can break into their places. It's a living. Not a very good one. It's wearing a wearing a, a blazer and a turtleneck shirt tucked into his slacks because <laughs> it was 1992. It really was. Okay, so first of all, big thank you to Vincent, Vincent the Vampire, uh, who gave us a list of movies and mm. was like, choose one. And we were like, sneakers. Sneakers it is. <laughs> yep. So you wanted a podcast of, about sneakers. Well, I wanted you to pick something from this list. Okay, so you wanted a podcast about sneakers. <laughs> yeah, that's of course. You can't put sneakers on a list. <laughs> this movie. And think we're going to choose something else. Yes, sorry. <laughs> no, this movie just, it baffles me. I've only seen it twice. This was the second time. Same, same. I, I barely remembered it. I knew they spent a lot of time in vans. I remembered most uh, of it. Yeah, this is sneakers, <laughs> folks. Robert Redford. It's a 1992 uh, thriller, sort of. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like it's, a heist. It, it's like a heist movie, but it's it's a little like Ocean's Eleven. Honestly, that's the yeah, closest thing I can compare like, it to. Uh, it's listed as a comedy, and I was like, "Is it though?" Yeah, it's like, pretty. It's pretty light for a thriller. Yeah, it. Uh, it's like yeah, it's like a low stakes thriller. Robert Redford as a hacker. Yeah, they're uh, <laughs> they're like they're like hack thieves. It's a hack heist. Yeah. It's, it's Robert. It's the 1995 film Hackers, except if the cast was two and a half times as old. <laughs> when I think Hackers, I think Robert Redford and Sidney Poitier. Poitier. And Dan Aykroyd as himself. Yeah, Dan Aykroyd just playing Dan Aykroyd. Yep. And then River Phoenix is there, probably has no idea what he's doing. <laughs> River, just hanging out with all these fuckers. R- River Phoenix is there to sell tickets to the under 40 crowd. Yeah. Um, sneakers... <laughs> Uh, and, oh, and David Strathairn as uh, uh, a Whistler, and we ha- we cannot forget Ben Kingsley with a uh, goddamn ponytail. Ben Kingsley with a ponytail doing a voice also that comes and goes. Uh, is also a hacker. He's like a mob <laughs> hacker, mafia hacker. 
Uh, fucking weird Mary, idea. Mary McDonald is there for no reason. Yeah. She sh- for no reason. You're right. Until, until she suddenly has a function. She 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 she. she <sighs> She has a job on the eventual heist, but Robert Redford brings her in for no reason. Right, because he just yeah, you're right. Like he shows he up. Says, he, yeah, he shows up. He's like, I need your help deciphering the mathematics that this guy is going to be talking about, and then he doesn't actually need her help for anything at all. It's just yeah. an excuse to get her into the movie so that she can be involved in the heist later. Anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. So this movie is uh, Sneakers, 1992 film. Um, it's a heist movie, but it's a uh, like a hacking heist. Um, and right. it was made in the time where dad movies were just movies. Like all yes. movies were dad movies. Cause yes. this is the this daddest is- movie ever made. Yeah, this movie, for all we know, had like a Burger King tie-in. It like, might this have. Is just, I this remember is just seeing ads for this movie in comic books that I would buy. Yeah, it's just like, hey kids, go see Sneakers. Um, the movie is surprisingly uh, left-wing, uh, which I- Surprisingly, I, not- it's Robert Redford. Yeah, I see, but he doesn't always like inject that stuff. Unlike Dan Aykroyd, who loves to make sure you know he's Dan Aykroyd and everything. Yeah. Um, Robert Redford doesn't make like leftist films, and it was just surprising to me that this. It's so it begins with the idea of these two hackers are in college, and by college I mean the courthouse from Back to the Future. Uh huh. Um, which yeah, I mean it was used in movies. Uh. It's just funny. His name, his character's name is Marty as well. It is. But, uh, it sure is. Yeah. Yeah. So they're on the universal back lot hacking and they're, they want to put a bunch of money into like socialist groups. Um, and they like, they're like, fuck the GOP, fuck the government. Yeah. They're, they're stealing um, money from the RNC and, and depositing it in like uh, legalizing weed and, and yeah. uh, the Negro college fund and all these, you know. Yeah. All, and, all the kinds of things that would just make, just make conservatives furious. Right. It's very, like, again, like, people always say that Hollywood is, like, leftist, but it doesn't tend to be this not, it, not, leftist. Not, yeah, not as much. That's, what, that's <laughs> like, what I thought was interesting. Like, I didn't disagree with it, yeah. but, like, him being like, fuck the government, fuck the MSA, fuck the, the GOP, socialism rules. I was just like, Jesus, cool. But anyway, uh, Bishop and Cosmo yeah. are their names. Bish. And Bishop goes out. He leaves to go get food, I believe. Cosmo yeah, he goes, gets arrested. He goes to get a pizza. They do, uh, uh, basically, ro- they Rochambeau for it, and he loses. So it's like total chance that he leaves. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the fucking feds show up and arrest the bejesus out of Cosmo, who will grow up to be Ben Kingsley. Yeah. The, the, the core of the movie is... It's it's similar to I would say Star Trek Nemesis Tom, which is um, keep going. Picard Picard is faced with his clone. Yeah, in that movie, played by um, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy, and the idea is, if I were in your shoes, would I have become this? That's the that's the premise of Star Trek Nemesis, is like Picard looking at a version of himself who's turned to evil, having to deal with the idea of like, if I was raised in this Romulan like death camp um would i have also become this brutal right were, uh, were my ideals misguided if they got nurtured in a certain direction exactly and that's kind of what's going on here is what basically at this point cosmo and bishop take two different paths and spoilers 
that's sort of the the ending moment is they both want the same thing yeah they're both like fuck the man but cosmo gets hardened from prison and like has just a different you know different life so it's about choosing to do the thing the right way which i don't know there's a debate there obviously yeah it's not it's it's i also appreciate and i don't know if they meant this to be ambiguous at the time you know it's it's 1992 so they might have assumed well people it's because the premise is basically sort of like fight club or like yeah. Ben King, there, there's this box that uh, Donald Logue has built that can decrypt any uh, any American code. So you can use this box to break into anything you want to. Uh, the government, uh, uh, you know, NORAD, banks, air traffic control systems. And Ben Kingsley wants to burn it all down. Yeah, uh, and I, I wasn't I wasn't against it. Yeah, he's Tyler Durden. I wrote that down. Yeah, he's Tyler Durden. He's just like, I'm going to reset everybody's fucking bank accounts and just everything. Yeah, back to back to zero. Uh, he's like a he's like socialist Bond villain. Um, but more more. I think he wants to go further than Tyler. Yeah, like, he's Tyler anarchist. Was, he's anarchist Bonds, Bond villain, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Because like Tyler wanted to reset everybody's debt, right? Like that was the. Yeah, it's very funny when they they treat that like everything will go into chaos, and it's like I don't know. I mean, I mean, <laughs> they'll so, still be like a law lot and of, order. A lot of banks may fail, but yeah, yeah, but like you know, uh, it's not like the world would crumble. Yeah, and, and so, same here, where he's like, I want to wipe it all out. All everybody's digital records, basically. Yeah, he wants to just take yeah erase everyone's footprint. Um, right. Which it could ha- would have positive and negative consequences, obviously. Yeah, it, w- it worked good for us. I feel like, yeah, because then what I mean, happens? We- the government goes and they're like, "So how much money you have?" And be like, "I don't know, like a million, like a million dollars." Yeah, sure. Can you write down a million. I don't know what you- I don't know what you'd do, like society, if that happened. Yeah, just give everybody a million dollars. Sure. Huh. Anyway. <laughs> it's, um, it's 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 a little bit of uh it's there's a question is is that too far and robert redford decides that's too far um right and it, yeah it's the it's again it's it's a very there's a centrist tinge here a little where bit it's like where it's like no you have to you can't do it this way you know but they want the same thing mm-hmm. and you know i don't know it's it's a surprisingly complex conversation being had in the movie Sneakers. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I completely ap- forgot this aspect of it. I appreciate that none of the government is good. Like, even, yeah, even I, at I, the yeah. end when he's, like, making a deal with the NSA and it's led by James Earl Jones, like, even then they're kind of pieces of shit. Yeah, that, here's like, what I'll say is yeah. what what's really, I think, a really fun arc, um, and it, it doesn't have to do with, like, the politics of it, just the storytelling, is that it begins with basically Ben Kingsley and Redford doing um yeah what like we said rerouting funds and robert redford calls it a prank later yeah and ben kingsley is like no man we were fucking doing something yeah um ben kingsley is correct um and so the argument is like ah oh, he got too extreme and <clears throat> at the very end this box that donald R- logue designed goes to james earl jones uh to the nsa james earl jones mm-hmm. which i don't know happy to see him but um he this is, uh, this is also made during the time uh, of movie making where you could have a surprise cameo like james earl jones at the end it was fucking wild yeah, yeah. 
Where she's like, it oh, like, shit. I didn't think there was going to be any more they could do. And yeah. then he shows up. It's like when Sean Connery shows up at the end of Prince of Thieves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. Yep. Or Patrick Stewart at the end of Men in Tights. Sure. Um, if that helps you. Yeah. Well, yeah, it does help me. <laughs> uh, so, uh, 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 so at the very end, the last thing we see is that he completes the prank. He does the thing they wanted to do as kids. So he at least like does that in his honor, you could say, mm-hmm. um, using the device because he doesn't give them the full device. No, he disables it and says it doesn't work, and it doesn't work because he, yeah, he disabled it. Yep. Um. I feel like we're all over the place. We here. are. So let's let's go. How do we feel about the film Sneakers, Dave? I don't know, man. <laughs> I fucking love this movie. <laughs> this, all right. Here's, all right, here's what I I'll say. I love Sneakers. Um, the first time I watched this movie, I think I was like drunk or something because I remember this movie being very boring. This time around, it, it was less boring, but like I was like watching it like the fuck is this <laughs> like it is su- what are we doing here it's such a baffling they do not make movies like this anymore they don't. Um, i saw this movie for the first time when it came out wow so i was i was nine watching this movie yeah. and being like sneakers um yeah. and i remember liking it and watching it this time i still liked it <laughs> so. i don't mind it there's definitely some stuff like i was watching with hana and multiple times she was like just show the screenplay to a woman <laughs> And there was like, yeah, a couple moments like that. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Mary oh, McDonald is just wandering from place to place into this yeah. movie. And like the agent at the end, who he's like, I just want her phone yeah, number, which is a funny gag. It's a, it's a funny... she's like, I'm into it. Yeah. It's like, ah, fuck. It's a, fun, it's a funny gag, but also it's like, really? But also it's River Phoenix. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, I would, I would go on a date with River Phoenix. I'd give him my it. phone number, sure. Yeah. If I was an but NSA like, agent who stormed into his loft with his, yeah. uh, with his dad's friends, I guess. Yeah. Because they're, they're, very... they're all actors twice his age. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, please, somebody. Uh, I need a friend. I'm like, River um, Phoenix? Sure. Here's my digits, man. Yeah. There's a lot of plant and payoffs in this. Yeah. Um, it's very, like, almost by the book. Mm-hmm. And how it's structured and written. Um, it's just a bizarre movie. They also seem to think blind people are daredevil. Yeah, um, this is it, yeah. There's some magical, blind magical blind is, person in this. This is a yeah. a thing we used to do a lot. I mean, we still yeah. do it. Um, but yeah, David Strathairn has like magic powers. He's 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 it's, he can hear also, the differences in like. I don't. He he can just he can listen to like the the current noise, like the electricity right. noises that a device is putting out, and tell you like what it is. Yeah, he's he's magic. He's magic. He's a magic person. Um, it's yeah, it's just a. I I think I enjoy it, but I'm just it's such a weird movie. Stuff like the anagram t- titles, and then that's like that's setting up one scene. Yeah. With an anagram. Well, it's setting up. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's setting huh. up that the movie's about a, a machine that decodes things. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, and then like, yeah, the random James Earl Jones of it all. The um, I mean, that's just a movie thing. The the uh, it, yeah the the office. The fact that it like ends in like what is just feels like a a regular old office that they got. There's like just a weirdness to this movie in general. Um, that I can't quite put my finger on. Um it's just it is <laughs> and like you said they don't make movies like this anymore no they really don't it is and i think I, it's just for better or for worse there's like some weird shit in this yeah it is 
I don't know. The heist stuff is cool. I like all the heist stuff. And I yeah, like me too. the way they figure things out is it's not like mind blowing, but it's like clever in a, in a I, way. It's like very quaintly clever, like how they figure out where, how they find the office buildings. Robert Redford gets abducted and thrown in a trunk and they find the office building by determining that he was able to hear that he went over a bridge. He was able to hear bumps on the road, like rhythmic bumps for the, for the gaps in the concrete. So they know they're able to narrow it down to like two bridges. And then he heard some commotion at the end of his ride, which actually turned out to be a bunch of geese. So it's like stuff like that is how they figured out where he actually got taken. And that's, like I said, that's not mind blowing or revolutionary. It's just like quaintly clever in a way that was interesting to watch. You know? Yeah, that's. I guess that's what I'm getting at is like, like you said, they don't make movies like this. It's not that I didn't like it. I enjoyed it all. It was just a lot of me looking at it and being like, what a weird little movie they got yeah. here. <laughs> like, like a movie like Nobody's Fool, which is yeah, Robert yeah. Redford's co- counterpart, Paul Newman, Paul Newman, where you're watching that and you're like, Bruce Willis, huh? Yeah. You got Bruce Willis in this. As like Seymour his, Hoffman. As his dickhead right. boss. Yeah. Um, and, it's, and it's just like, what a weird movie everybody decided to do. And then it was sort of like buried. You know, like time just sort of forgot it. Yeah. Um, this, is, this is one of those movies. Let me tell you. I've been watching Reacher on uh, Amazon Prime. <laughs> it, is, it, it, it is just as dad as this movie. It's, it's pure yeah. dad entertainment. I think, nay, I demand... Uh, a streaming series of uh, adaptation of sneakers. Sneakers. Oh, this would hell be a, yeah. This would be a chill ass eight episode Amazon series. I would watch the shit out of it. Oh, see, I I, I like the idea of six seasons. Six. Uh, sure. Keep episodes. it going. Keep Every it going. Every day they're in the office. And it's like, what's the thing we got to hack this? What are week, we sneaking you know? today? Yeah. Yeah. So it's called sneakers because they're sneakers. Mm-hmm. Like they sneak, right? At the very end, as they're walking back into the loft before James Earl Jones surprises them. Yeah. They're all piling back into the loft and River Phoenix very sweatily says, that was like the all-time sneak. Right. That's... So th- I spent most of this movie, my first note was, why is this called sneakers? <laughs> um, and I thought, like, you know, like the sneakers <laughs> that you wear. Why is this called sneakers? And then, like, eventually, it's like, oh, because they're sneaky. Uh-huh. Jesus fucking Christ. Yep. Like, that's just, that's so silly. But it was originally titled Lil Sneakies. Ah. Uh, also, they use one of my favorite eras of hacking. I remember this as a teen wanting to do this. Um, the, the deaf character is a phone freak, P-H-R-E-A-K, I believe, which is like a phone hacker, which... Uh, was blind, like a blind, thing. blind. You said deaf character. I was confused for a oh, second. Oh, 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 um, and like that's just like that was a thing in the '90s where it was like, yeah, if you make like sounds in a phone, you can get like free calls, and there's all sorts of hacks you can do. And I remember as a kid, like looking that shit up and trying to do stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I know Star Six Seven was like that'll disable um, caller ID, shit like that. And then, uh, and then pr- cell phones were ex- like yeah. invented and that entire thing went crumbling. Yeah. Um, and so he's from that quaint era where it was like phone hacker. Yeah. Which used, I I'd forgotten love. about that. Yeah. You used to be able to make like certain sounds that would like trigger the automatic switchboard yeah. in a certain way. Yeah. Yeah. Famously, like there's like, I think a, a serial whistle could do something. There's yeah. They've done a few scenes. If you remember, uh, the core. The uh-huh. hacker in I that does a little phone freak moment, too. Mm. And, of course, in hackers, they freak the phones. Uh, of course, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta. 
You gotta. Um, <laughs> ben Kingsley. <laughs> ben what Kings- is he? What is? What's his deal? <sighs> That's one of the most baffling parts of this movie. Um, so he 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 runs in a very strange way. Yeah, I don't know if that matters. He was like a <laughs> does weird joggies. Yeah, he does weird um, little jo- weird 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 weird, weird runnies. Um, he works at a toy company, which they say is a front. Yeah. But his, his, the person in the office next to him is designing a toy. He thinks he is. I mean, they'll put that chip in a toy. They he he designed a voice. It's Stephen Toblowski, by the way. Yeah, uh, who designed a voice activating a voice recognizing chip um that they are putting in a dog sure but i'm I'm sure like ben kingsley and his shadowy overlords are using it to more nefarious purposes sure but they can't use all the toy things for nefarious purposes i imagine uh um, yeah what, I, I, just I, what is all right so he went to prison he How went did to he okay uh <laughs> so from what they tell it's he, he he's the hardest character to sort of track like he's yeah. he's the biggest question mark of this film where he goes to prison and dies there at least that's what robert redford thinks he thinks ben kingsley died in prison but what actually happened is he got hooked up with the mob or some sort of them he never confirms if it was the right. mob or if it was it like feels like it's like the cia like it feels like it's he has a lot of power because his two goons timothy busfield and the old guy uh are like former government agents <laughs> yeah those are some 90s goons you don't you don't yeah. have goons like that anymore like just like a a 60 year old guy who looks like he's on the verge of his third heart attack and yes. and just regular timothy busfield those are your goons yeah. <laughs> it's weird as hell uh, if you think about it those are the best kind of goons because they don't draw a lot of attention you wouldn't look at those two guys and think goons right well, you would in the '90s. You might, yeah. You'd be, those are the type of people Arnold Schwarzenegger might. Right, fight. he used like, to, yeah, he used to snap those those necks all day long. Yeah. Um. So he gets hooked up with some sort of organized crime syndicate that ha- probably has something to do with the government, um, where he keeps their books for him, and they want Ben Kingsley to steal this device that Donald Logue has made because it stands. Uh, to decode all of their super secret records of all the all the crime they've been doing, they they can't have that. But Ben Kingsley right. wants it for his own purposes, which is what we talked about earlier. He wants to just burn the whole thing down. That's why he actually right. wants to get it. So uh, he uh, they they set up this toy company that's like this front. It's this very secure. But again, office, also just a toy company. But too. also just at least one person, at least Stephen Toblowski is there designing toys, but also seems to know that he's working for a crime syndicate. Because as soon as he finds out that Mary McDonald gave him a fake name, he no shit drags her to the office to be yeah. like, she stole my card. I think she's trying to break into my office. So <laughs> it's like he understands at the very least that what he's doing is sensitive enough that he's at risk of industrial espionage. Right. Can we, I want to talk about that for a second. Yes. Cause they, so they need to get Ned's uh, voice to activate, <laughs> to get in the Ned office. Ryerson's voice. Ned Ryerson's voice. Yes. Um, and so they, they, the idea is they say like, so we're going to send you on a date you have to get him to say these words on tape, and then we're going to use them to uh, get to the voice uh, lock. To get to the through the voice lock, and it, that seems like an Ocean's Eleven. Like this is like week before the heist, and what we learn is they're literally doing it the same fucking night as the heist. They get the voice stuff um, the day before. 
okay, I couldn't tell because the, then he says, you want to have breakfast? And she continues to go on a dates with him. It's the next um, day. And it's so, to get his it's to get his card the mm-hmm. next day. It's to get but his like, card and to keep him occupied to make to keep him out of the office when they're yeah, actually breaking in. Yeah, I guess in. that does make sense. But like I don't know, just steal his card. <laughs> just mug him. I guess that would he well, would as tell soon, people. Yeah, exactly. As soon as he notices right. his card is gone, he'll call the office and they'll Why deactivate sh- the card. Shoot him in the back of the head. I guess they're not killing people. No, they don't um, kill anybody. Yeah. Um, low, by the low, way, he's low, also, low body count in this film. Yeah, that's true. I just realized this actor, he's also in Spaceballs, a movie, another movie we did that will have already come out, The Devil's Advocate, also has a Spaceball in it. Does that mean anything? Is this anything, Tom? No, I don't think it means anything at all. Okay. Anyway, um, I'm just, it was very surprising that was all in real time. Yeah. I was, I, I thought that was, I feel like they could have planned better. Also, Robert Redford is like the guy, he's like the, the dude doing the actual like heavy lifting, right? He's the one who goes in. He's like the James Bond, right? He's not the guy in the van. He's the guy out in the field. Yeah. And I think it's very funny that he can't improv. They yeah. do a scene where he walks in. There's a couple steal. of scenes where yeah. he can't improv. Yeah. And it's like, what is he good for then? Like, isn't just send in yeah, Sidney right, Portier. Right. Why is he your face guy? Like, yeah. If like he if he can't think on his toes. He can't uh, bluff. He, he has to him? awkwardly wait for Sidney Poitier and, and David Strathairn to feed him lions through his earpiece. Yeah. Like, what's, the, what's the point of him? I don't know. It, it, it's really kind of confusing. And yeah, like in the, he's in the just scene like the charmer. Or they break he's... into Ben Kingsley's office. Okay, so Ben Kingsley's office in this fake toy company, this toy company front, is basically the white room in Mission Impossible. Like, yes. you can't get your body temperature over, super de- over a certain degree. You can't move too fast or it'll trip the motion sensors and you can't really make any noise. So what they do to break him in is they send squirrely 19-year-old, great shape, perfect health River Phoenix up into the uh, vents to turn the heat up so that Robert Redford, 60-year-old Robert Redford, can climb down into the office and creep through it in slow... To do, like, the real physical act of moving very slowly and stealing this box and climbing back into the ceiling. It's like, I think you guys should swap jobs. Seriously. I do really like the tension of that. The slow walking, that was a really good idea. It's good, yeah. But yeah, Robert Redford is dead weight. (laughs) Really? he is he's not hacking he's not he's not yeah he's not doing anything um he's just robert redford it's like if danny ocean just like sat at the hotel the whole time well here's the funny yeah exactly this is something i just realized as we're talking about this so they go through this whole song and dance where they they get mary mcdonald to take Stephen Dablowski out on a date she can record his voice and steal his key cards they can get past the voice lock and use the key card to get into his office which is next the only reason they're focusing on him is that his office is next door to ben kingsley's office so robert redford can climb up into the ceiling and climb down into Ben Kingsley's office to steal the box that they need. Right, okay. which is an amazing assumption that they've made about how the offices function. No, they got the which blueprints. Which is like, oh, okay. Well, then that's just bad planning. They got the blueprints. The yeah, it's, no, bad, no. it's bad construction. Bad, yeah. bad construction so, of an office. So but what they do beforehand to set the stage, like I mentioned, is River Phoenix breaks into there. They do like a, a dummy swap where he comes in, dresses a gardener into the bathroom and climbs up into the ducts 
and then uses the elevator shafts and stuff to get up there. Uh, yeah. And then when the guard notices he's missing, he sees, oh, no, wait, he's back outside, but it's Dan Aykroyd dressed as River Phoenix. So he just right. thinks that he missed him coming out of the bathroom. But my point is, is that they send River Phoenix up into those offices so that he can adjust the temperature. And when they get caught later, um, when Robert Redford and Mary McDonald are caught in Ben Kingsley's office and they're about to get executed by Timothy Busfield and the old Guess guy. Guess who shows up? Redford calls to him and says, now, Carl, and River Phoenix drops out of the ceiling and beats up, knocks out Timothy Busfield. Yeah. So the, what I'm getting at is they didn't need the voice lock or the key card because apparently River Phoenix was just right above Ben Kingsley's office anyway. Yeah, or, like or he, or he just, was able to get there. Yeah, he could have just did what he did, and instead of stopping at heating up right, the furnace, he could have just climbed down into his office. You never need to involve Stephen Dablowski. No, you could just go in and say, I need to use your bathroom. And apparently the bathroom has a vent that they knew about that'll get you into the building. Yeah. This is a terribly designed yeah. building, but you're right. That's so, all unnecessary. All of that stuff is unnecessary. <laughs> yeah. This is, I guess this is what I mean is this movie isn't, it's not like an airtight movie. No. Um, it's silly. It's like got, I would say a lot of holes in it, um, but it's like still enjoyable. And yeah. it's, it comes down to the fact that if anybody else was in the cast, if it was any other cast, I wouldn't give a shit about this. Right. It's like, the, it's it's the, the f- cast makes it. Yeah. It's the fact that like every single actor is just the most charming. Yeah, it's the director of Field of Dreams and the Sum of All Fears, and he's doing fine. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. It's it sort of like, the going back to why is Robert Redford here? He's useless. It's like, well, we need him to make the movie. Yeah. And they're right. <laughs> we need him to make the movie watchable. Yeah. Yeah. Him and fucking Sidney Poitier Sydney is Poitier. like, oh, fuck, yeah. You could cut Sidney Poitier like, out of the movie, too. He doesn't do really much, too much. No. This is just a vacation for... No, yeah. Sidney Poitier doesn't matter in this movie. He just hangs out in the van. Um, But I wouldn't have it any other way. No, yeah, we need him. We need him. Yeah, it's like Ocean's Eleven with, like, uh, even more respectable actors. Like, it's wild, the cast of this. Yeah. Like, Dan Aykroyd, we've barely mentioned Dan Aykroyd as mother. Mm -hmm. Um, That's his name. He doesn't matter. Like, I don't give a shit about him in this movie. (laughs) Donald Logue is, as Crispin Glover, I might add, he's like, has a real Crispin Glover vibe. He's got a serious Crispin Glover wig. Yeah, he's he's, barely in this. Yeah, he he gets murdered off screen. Yeah. (laughs) This movie has just- They read about his murder in the paper. It's incredible. They just throw James Earl Jones into the mix at the end. And it's just like, yeah, we got James Earl Jones too. Fuck it. The the fact you mentioned is the director of Field of Dreams makes that make more sense. Oh, yeah, yeah that they were able yeah. to get him but i mean yeah this is you used to be able to do stunt cameos like that yeah but yeah this movie is, it entirely rests on the fact that this is who we have and it's so weird to watch like it 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 feels like the steve Buscemi fellow kids meme where they're like all playing hackers yeah <laughs> like, they're all like 60 it's like somebody somebody <laughs> told robert redford like somebody called him like an old fuddy-duddy or something. It's like, oh, you just don't understand computers. And he's like, motherfucker, I'll show you. I'll make a movie where I'm the king yeah. of the hackers. Yeah, it's also like 92 where you can tell like this is the type of scripts that were probably being thrown around of like tech, tech. We like, like um, you know, like VR disclosure where they're like tech. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no reason for it. Or um, 
shit like yeah lawnmower man stuff i don't know yeah. what lawnmower man was. but yeah it's we we loved we wanted tech movies and so yeah it feels like robert redford being like all right we'll do a fucking tech movie but like it's it plays to how fucking bizarre this movie is it feels <laughs> like a dream like it feels like a weird dream it's such a treat yeah it's not a bad movie it's just like what the fuck duh and, like fucking Strathairn has to drive a, a a a van he has to drive the van across the parking lot yeah with robert redford guiding him guiding and it's him just, and it's that's... just pure chaos yep and the van is really funny because they so they they get found out and there's like the security is like firing shotguns through the ceiling they're really wrecking their place and there's like it's like an old-timey prison escape where there's like lights everywhere yeah and an alarm and um, they get to the roof and they need to get to the van and Sidney Poitier um, and um, Dan, Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd get like briefly caught and then Sidney Poitier handles that he shit. He just beats the shit out of three dudes. It's great. He, the whole movie, it feels like he's always about to beat the shit out of somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like very he cathartic seems, to see it finally right happen. He seems right on the edge. Yeah. Yeah. The whole movie. Which uh, also is how Sidney Poitier like plays a lot of roles. I feel like he always had that like I'm about to slap somebody at like feeling even in like Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Um, yeah. So uh, anyway, um, he also so gets, he gets to, the he gets the movie's only f bomb when he beats those guys up. Oh, he does. You're yeah, right. He says I'm gonna split your fucking heads. I mean, who who else do you give it to? You know? Uh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um. So uh, I guess what I was getting at is that they just need to get across a parking lot mm -hmm. and instead of just walking, because like th nobody seems to be stopping them. There's no security in this scene. Uh, there's just like lights. Mm -hmm. and, and so like he has to walk this blind man through driving and it feels like it would have taken half the time if they just walked to the van. Like the van's not that far. There's no reason they can't just walk to the van. Maybe. Why don't they walk to the van? It's so he can have that final thing with Ben Kingsley. Yeah. Um, so he can have a final it, uh, emotional uh, climax with uh, Ben Kingsley on the roof. Right. So it's not, it doesn't end with a fist fight. It ends with uh, a conversation between these yeah, two guys. Yeah, which I like. Yeah. Yeah. What are they going to do? They're not going to fist fight. They're fucking, they're 80. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> it's another just like, funny thing is like Robert Redford is like, not quite 60 in this movie and he's supposed to have been in college with ben kingsley 20 years prior so funny <laughs> so we got a 35 I mean, year old college student all right <laughs> i loved the 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 young robert redford character the guy who played it like he looked like a great bag yeah. mustache he looked yeah, great he, he looked like he should have a shirt that says pussy magnet on it yeah like he just had that mustache ride vibe um I guess I, what I'm getting at is like, you remember the ending of Stripes, that baffling fucking ending of Stripes? Yes. When they're in the Winnebago and they're supposed to be fighting in a war and you can kind of tell they don't quite have the budget for any of it. Mm -hmm. It's a weird example, but like that was the first that came to mind. This gives me that vibe too, which is like, it didn't feel like they could quite create this set this corporation with like high security. And so they just have like a building that looks like it could be a Walmart in a parking lot and like a bunch of lights. And they don't even have like security guards or like they don't have like a complicated action sequence. And that's the part where it's like, 
it has the stakes of a comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't quite have the jokes of a comedy. Nor and the, that's nor the so pace. weird about it. Yeah. yeah, nor the pace. And so, like, that, I guess that's why Stripes is a good comparison, because you watch it in, your stri- in Stripes, and you're like, whatever, it's a comedy. Like, it doesn't, they don't have to get an accurate war scene in this comedy. Um, but this, it's like, it's, it's in this weird twilight, where it's like, it's not a thriller, Mm-mm. but it has thriller moments and elements. It's not a comedy, but it has comedy elements and moments. It's just such a fucking bizarre movie. And I mean, like, I don't know. That's not a bad thing. No, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love sneakers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm trying it's to think just of like, It's the idea of like, they don't make movies like this. It's like, they don't, they didn't ever make movies like this. Right. This was an like, oddity is, even in 92. Yeah. Yeah. This is like, I don't like, this is such a weird fucking idea by the way it's the writer of war games so yeah, that checks out yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i'm not sure if um, that's a budget limit at the end more so it's this movie has a habit of yada yadaing over complicated things like it's it, it's it, hard to tell yeah because yeah, it, it yada yadas it hand waves a lot of ben kingsley um, it really does how he got to Again, where I'm he not... is who he is who he works for it just is like well that gets too complicated we just want to focus on this heist that they're doing but the heist yeah they focus on getting in and then when it comes to getting out they're like that yeah they just kind of run well yeah because if there's too many guards they'd be like well how are they going to escape yeah Uh, so they have to make yeah they make the ending scene just deserted of guards and that's why i'm like well just walk to the fucking van take your time Another all right, another weird movie like uh, Gleaming the Cube. That's another movie where it's like mm. the tone is so all over the place, Incredible right? Because it's like radical skateboarder, but then it's like Chinatown. <laughs> but, but yeah, but also my brother's been murdered by this yeah. conspiracy. It's that where it's like they do make movie. They did make movies like this in the sense that they made movies that were deeply unbalanced. Yeah, <laughs> where you're like, I don't know what you're going for. I'm not. I'm not complaining. <laughs> You're just smashing two ideas together. Yeah, I'm just very confused by it all. So yeah, this movie feels like they smashed a Tom Clancy thriller together with Ocean's Eleven and also Hackers. Mm Mm-hmm. It's it's fucking incredible. Yeah, perfect film. (laughs) Yeah, and then the cast. The cast feels like they were tricked into being into the wrong movie. Except for River Phoenix. He is exactly where he should be. Mm-hmm. He, is the, he is the most accurately cast person. Yeah. He is the only person of appropriate age. Um, I guess Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd works because he's just a real fucking Dan Aykroyd in this. Yeah, he's, an ex- he's a tinfoil hat guy. He's extremely Dan Aykroyd in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. God damn. <sighs> what a fucking movie. Is there anything? I'm trying to... I'm, th- I'm, Hill Valley Courthouse. I'm just going through my stuff. Sure. Donald Logue. We covered Donald Logue. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they knock Robert Redford out twice. I yeah. feel like that would kill him. Yeah. The, the, old goon, the old goon keeps bashing him in the head with his gun. Like they, they smash him in the head after they murder his Russian friend and his limo driver with, with Robert Redford's gun. And that just never becomes a problem no um they take him to their secret hiding place and they pull over because i guess they could sense that redford had woken up Apparently. and then open the trunk to crush his fucking skull again yeah 
Yeah, again, he is very old. Yeah, it just he can't, feels like he can't take a blow like that. I can't take a no, blow like that. No, yeah, no one can. Nobody, it's nobody kind of a should. Movie thing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and that's how he figures out from the sounds, uh, like the 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 blind guy like bestows blind powers on him. Yeah, uh, to be <laughs> he, able to figure he, out where they he went. Grants him temporary custody of his blind magic. Yeah. There's a lot of so there's a lot of good ideas here. Like I don't hate that idea, Mm-mm. but they should have made the blind character be the one who gets kidnapped, right? That would have been a clever way to do it because he's like, yeah, I know exactly where we went. And it's like, how would you know? It's like because I, all I do is here. So like, of course I know. Right. Like, that they, would have been how so they, you do that. So they had to make it this weird secondhand experience. Yeah. Um. The again the the idea that he's in a room which um has to you has motion sensors so he has to walk really slow and then they're messaging him like you have to hurry and he's like i literally can't hurry that was a really cool tension that was a cool idea um i do really like watching like 90s tech heist stuff (laughs) yeah because of how quaint it is um that's very funny to me uh but yeah like there's there's uh did you notice at one end of Ben Kingsley's office, he just has this giant silhouette of a man in a fedora? Let's talk about his office for a second, because sure. I don't know what I was seeing. It looks like it looked like like a room in like you'd find in like Epcot Center about the future, mm-hmm. like some. It looks like a World's Fair exhibit, right? It looks like, like a it looks like a rich dude's burial vault. Yeah, there's like he has like a quiet room with mm-hmm. like weird tech thrones and then yeah he had like weird like statues or like cutouts Mm -hmm. and it kept freaking me out because i kept thinking there was someone in the scene right i was like why would you just put that in your movie otherwise did you you free somebody from did you free a gangster from carbonite is that what that is yeah that's what it looked like yeah yeah what was that what was going on there i guess it was art he also has an aquarium with two sharks in it yep yeah, he does. But like do- like little sharks, like dogfish. But still, he's yeah, got it. Yeah, villain. Bond villain shit. Mm-hmm. He's got his quiet room in the center, like you said, with his future couches, uh, with yeah. so- it's little soundproof uh, glass. He is baffling. And he his, is baffling. His code-breaking machine is just still, it's sitting in the same caboodle case that he got it in. It's just sitting on his desk. Here's So what you do when you write a character like that is you'd want it to be like... He doesn't care about any of this. That's the whole point, right? He's Tyler Durden. He should be living like a bum. But the idea is he's like infiltrated mm-hmm. the high society to take it all down, right? I think so. I think that's the but idea. They make his office like weirdly decorated, like he clearly like values things. Um it, it he's he he acts like Ben Kingsley. Yeah. Like he's <laughs> He's like he has his proper jog. He seems seems like a fancy boy. Yeah. Um not like a a Tyler Durden type. It's just very weird decisions. His accent changes on a scene by scene basis. Yeah. And again, we can't for the life of us know what how did he get to this point? Don't know. They do yeah. not explain it. And it's the problem with not explaining it is that it's kind of the main question. Mm-hmm. Cuz he died in prison, uh, that's what we think. And then it's like how did you get here what is how what happened and they don't explain it enough so it's like that's kind of the main thing we want to know about him mm-hmm. who is he work for yeah what's yeah like what's the deal with this fake toy company what's with the ponytail what's yeah. with the ponytail 
what is with that ponytail? It's just such a weird fucking character. It's, <laughs> You're gonna this movie's con- so fucking weird. Are you the conductor of a youth orchestra? Like, oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I don't hate it though. No, I love. I loved every minute of it. It's like a, yeah. It's like an hour and fifty eight minutes kicking my feet the entire time. <laughs> pure joy. Pure joy. Pure joy. It's so it's, fucking weird. It's such dad entertainment. <laughs> Yeah, it's got heavy dad energy. Yeah. Um but it's like yeah, again, it's it really feel, felt like a dream. To the point where it's like is that the courthouse from Back to the Future? Why are they in the courthouse? Is it that supposed to be like a college library? Are I think they supposed it's, to be in a dorm? Yeah, I think it's supposed to be a campus building. Right. It just I don't know, maybe that's that more probably has to do with the association of that building. Yeah. Where you're just looking at it and you're like, I just all I see is Back to the Future I Courthouse. Yeah. That's why it's not in movies anymore. Well that and it burnt down, but like you I know. didn't I didn't notice that. I didn't oh, know really? I didn't notice that it was the Back to the Future, that it was the Hill Valley Town Square, so I didn't I have an issue uh just assuming that it was a campus building. So that might oh, be okay. that might be a you problem. <laughs> That might be a me problem. Yeah. It's just like, it's part of the dream logic of it all. It does. It does um, have a lot of dream logic. Yeah. It feels, everything about it, Ben Kingsley is just a fever dream. Yeah. And yeah. Everything with feels a like everything's like unclear in a weird it's way. It's going to do a Taekwondo like, demonstration in the mall food court. Yeah. It's like Inception where like they leave at the end and you're like, how did you leave? How did you get out of there? Feels ben, like there'd be cops. Ben Kingsley looks like he, like a professional flautist. Like he looks like he recorded an album of himself playing the flute. Yes. He looks like a parody. Mm-hmm. Like he looks like the, like the, the, the mom's new boyfriend in a comedy. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. where he's going to get a pie in the face at some point. Yeah. He looks like, he looks like Tim Robbins in High Fidelity. Like that's what he yeah. looks like. Yeah. It's really fucking weird. Yeah. Really fucking weird movie. Yeah, incredible film, Sneakers. <laughs> yeah, weird shit, Sneakers. Yeah. Real weird shit. It was an all-time sneak. Yeah. <laughs> sneakers. A sneak. Because they sneak. It's so stupid. I love that you're sitting there trying to puzzle through the meaning of that name for so long. Well, no it's one like, says Sneakers. Well, I know, and it's no also, it's, it's so dumb that you wouldn't immediately think of it. Right. You're like, well, That's it can't just be that. Yeah, exactly. It's like there must be something here with shoes or something. Right. It would be like calling Ocean's Eleven thieves. Yeah, exactly. Well, it can't just be that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it is. It is just that. Okay. It is that. Okay. They're sneaky. <laughs> what the fuck? They're also not that sneaky. They're no, not that sneaky. They're like a bunch this. of fucking moose. Yeah, they really are. <laughs> fucking Sydney Portier's in this. What the fuck? Yeah, he is. So. Oh, they, man. They, they, they escape the heist by just stampeding their way out of the building, basically. River Phoenix literally crashes through the ceiling on top of a guy. Yeah. He not really terribly sneaky. That. Yeah. Man. And they're just not worried case. about, like, they're not worried about consequences. Like, they get back to the loft and River Phoenix is like, that was an all-time sneak. It's like, well, right, and you're then, handing, and you're the, handing the box over to the NSA, who, who, as he leaves, James Earl Jones is like, oh, nobody is ever going to find out about this, you know, what's that's the whole reason they wanted is that it never happened. You guys never saw it. It's like, well, Ben Kingsley and his two goons and the scary ass people he works for, they're all still alive and not in jail. Um, they might yeah, be a little same. mad that you took their box. 
Yeah, it seems like they'll retaliate. Possibly they're on their way here now. Ben Kingsley, the whole thing is, I can't kill you, but I can have someone else kill you. Yes. And it's like, yeah, he's going to just have someone else yeah. kill them. He'll just have his goons yeah, and it's kill fucking, you. It's all dream logic, even yeah. at the end. Yeah. When they give it over, it's like, well, he's, yeah, he's still coming for you. How is he not? Yeah. Imagine that. Imagine being killed by Timothy Busfield. Jesus. Mm. Yeah. It's dark. I think he's the it's murderer in First Kid. Is he? I think he's the crooked Secret Service agent. Yeah. Apparently, Bodie Elfman's in this somewhere. Who? Bodie Elfman. Do you not recognize that name? He's like, he's just been in a lot of stuff. It doesn't matter. He was in Mercury Rising. Sure. Doesn't matter. <laughs> there's just, there's a lot of like uh, people in this. A lot of rant, you know. I don't know. Doesn't matter. <laughs> this whole thing doesn't matter. It matters a little bit. It all mattered. Donald Logue was actually the biggest shocker for me. Yeah. Because I just didn't know he was doing movies at this time. It was, or at least it didn't click. And when he showed up, I was like, wait a fucking second. I know that person. Yeah, I know who that, that is. Can't be. <laughs> yeah. That can't be Donald Logue. <laughs> I'm like, I had to, I Googled it to make sure because I was like, that. surely it's just a man who looks like him. I was nope. like, nope. No, it's just Donald Logue. Yeah. Which, again, in, in retrospect, it's like, well, he was in the X-Files around this time. He was doing stuff, so. This movie made $100 million, Dave. God damn it. That's so good. That's so good. It's excellent. Oh, I love sneakers. Sneakers. $100 million movie. $100 million film, sneakers. I'm so curious to see if there's, like, sneakers action figures. I think there might have been a game. Oh hell yeah! Oh, like a, they were NES making uh, they were making a series based on the film, but nothing came together. Oh, that sucks. Let's see, sneak. Oh, sneakers action figure. You just get a bunch of sneakers. Nah, that's uh, not what I, that's not what I want. Film video game. I want to know if there's a video game sneakers. Uh, there's a there's a video game called Sneakers, but it has a mouse on it. Um. Oh, that's not right. Is a 2002 Xbox game. I don't imagine if they made a 2002. Right, they made an Xbox, Xbox sneakers game. game. God, why don't we get that? Why don't Why don't we have that in our society? Uh, we, you and I, I think you and I need to be the ones to put that into the world, man. Yeah, probably. We have to. We have to reignite the world's passion for sneakers. Yeah. <laughs> we have to spread the word. Yeah, exactly. We have to go out there and um, whatever that's called. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> i don't know uh, tell people about so we gotta go door to door good wo- yeah tell yeah. people about sneakers there's a word for that uh, yeah. and i can't remember what it's called <laughs> all right i found a vintage promo button for sneakers oh hell it's, yeah it's not it's not much it's hard because when you sur- sl- like google sneakers movie merchandise you just get shoes that's it's, not what i want i want the film yeah. sneakers it's called missionary yeah. work dave that's what yeah, it's missionary called work. <laughs> We have to go be sneakers missionaries. It's amazing because we'll be like, have you heard about sneakers? And they're like, the sh- yeah, the shoes? Like, no, like, no, no, no. Allow me to show you the poster and the poster, folks. Look it up. It's amazing. Incredible mm-hmm. poster. It's them It's yeah. them being little sneaks at the bottom. They're sneakers. Yeah, it's the it's the poster. It's the, the cover of the movie. Everybody knows the sneakers cover, I feel like. It's one of those, like, if you're a kid in a video store... Um, and again, they're sneaking. They're sneaking in their they're own fucking sneaky, They're cover. sneaky little buddies. They're sneaking in at the bottom. They're sneaking little buddies. Being little sneaks. Fuck. I don't have anything else to say, Dave. No, I, <laughs> I haven't had anything to say for like the last 10 minutes. <laughs> See, sneakers, man. Yeah, I mean, see, if you're, if you're a fan of 
delightfully strange artifacts um, in terms of movies. That is the best way to describe this movie as an yeah. artifact. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's very dude heavy, lots of swing and shaft. Oh yeah, and uh, Mary McDonald's character is is embarrassingly written, for sure. Yeah, women are not well written. They don't nothing like terrible happens. They're just it's you watch it and you're like, "Yep, this was made by dudes." Yeah. Uh and so yeah, it's just I don't know. It's sneakers. It's sneakers, <laughs> it's a man. It's movie that no one thinks about. Yeah. That's just it's just there. It's just there in case you need it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Well, hey, thanks, like, Vincent. Like a genial old ghost. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's like the it's like Yoohoo's or something where it's like, yeah, I could I could use the sneakers every once in a while, but I'm not gonna think about it yeah, no, too hard. God no. Why would you? Yeah. Um but yeah, Vincent, thank you so much for letting us watch and talk about sneakers. Yeah. Uh really appreciate that. I this was through very excited i will cherish this day dave yeah, that you will. and i sat I down and will. talked about sneakers yeah it's uh it was bound this is one where it's like this was gonna happen we were gonna do point, this eventually right? yeah, yeah <laughs> we're gonna, we were we were gonna, gonna watch gonna, sneakers yeah sneakers was gonna be watched either on a movie night or like yeah just together as pals or like yeah for podcasts it was gonna happen it's inevitable mm-hmm. um <laughs> but yeah this this was through our patreon if you're interested you can go to patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed you go on there there's exclusive podcasts for just five dollars a month you get access to uh tom and jeff watch batman mm. fox Mulder is a maniac mm. star trek the next futurama mm. and spiel boys mm. um for a little more we watch movies every friday night with our patrons uh it's been a few weeks since we did this but as of recording this we did a night where we watched 1998 alfred hitchcock adaptations or slash remake starring uh vigo mortensen uh, vigo mortensen yeah that's uh which there is more than one of those yeah we have fun like the film sneakers we have little codes that you can decode while you're uh, yes while you're watching the movie night we choose yeah we choose a theme and we don't tell people yeah that one was pretty obvious but yeah yeah but they, it, what wasn't obvious is how many layers there were yeah it was there like were so a, many layers it's like an ogre dave or an it onion was- uh we also have a store head over to gameflightemployed.com where you'll find a link to our teespring store we have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs you get on t-shirts stickers mugs posters all kinds of things you sneaks so sneak on over there why would you end on a shrek reference why wouldn't i (laughs) yeah i know i'm just i'm tickled by that it was there it was there it brought us to shrek yep i am gonna write uh an academic novel heavily researched, well-sourced, uh, about how we would not have had a Shrek without sneakers. You're probably right. You can draw a direct line from sneakers to Shrek. Yeah. Without without looking that up, I'm going to say definitely. Sneakers sneaked so that Shrek could walk. Yeah. All right. I'm out of things to say. <laughs> All right. We're done.